Uh, we do occasionally hear back from companies. And I'll, I'll tell you an example of, of Macy's. When we, we when we published Macy's score, this is a, a few years ago, but um, uh, we showed that they were directly funding Planned Parenthood with their uh, discretionary dollars. Um, wow. And we, we got contacted by Macy's and we were told, uh, that's not true. We don't do that. Well, we showed them the receipts. We were able to prove to them that at the regional and store levels, some of their management team were contributing to Planned Parenthood, which is obviously a problem for us and a problem for the next generation. Um, so they said, well, we didn't realize that. We're going to go correct that. They corrected it. They eliminated the ability of their anyone to contribute to Planned Parenthood. Um, and then we rescored them based on the feedback that they gave us. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Markowitz, your host, and you are listening to the Find Freedom Network podcast, the show that will help you find freedom. We interview people who have left liberal cities to move to areas that align more with their conservative family values. We also discuss what freedom means to businesses and help them get noticed in this new parallel economy. So sit back and watch or listen, and don't forget to please subscribe to our channel so we can spread the word about what finding freedom really means. All right, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, Dave Markowitz here with the Fine Freedom Network podcast. And today I have a very interesting show. It's all about pretty much voting with your dollars. And um, I have Bryant Haynes, who's the president of Second Vote. Hey, how are you, Bryant? Good afternoon, sir. I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I'm going to get into a little bit of what you do, um, your bio, because you have a really long bio here, and then what Second Vote does. <laughs> And you'll give us all the uh, the good stuff of what um, what you guys are doing as, as good in the community at this point and in this country. So Brian Haynes has over 25 years experience leading efforts in both the public and private sectors. His portfolio includes work with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Department of Treasury, Department of Defense, Department of Justice, and NASA, among others. He's the president of Second Vote Analytics and SI3 where he leads research, analytics, and engineering teams to solve some of the most comp complex problems in America today. Brian has held a Department of Defense top secret clearance. He's, a certified, he's certified in multiple intel intelligence systems, is a Six Sigma black belt, and has, de has developed artificial intelligence solutions for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, the FBI, the U.S. Army, and U.S. Special Ops. Uh, Brian is the president of Second Vote, and Second Vote is a conservative advocacy group specializing in American and Judeo-Christian values. Based in Nashville, Tennessee, Second Vote has been researching, researching analyzing, and exposing corporations for their un-American and counter-Christian programs, as well as celebrating corporations that promote conservative values and even those that just focus on their expertise while remaining neutral on the issues. Second Vote's mission is to stop companies and organizations from funding the attack on traditional American values. They explore how corporations use a portion of the money you spend to fund various causes, many of which are harming our families, our communities, and our future. With Second Vote, you become an informed consumer who knows how your money is used after it's spent. 
Second Vote also partners with conservative companies to help them hold the line, support conservative causes, and even counter ESG and social initiatives. They've enjoyed many successes in influencing corporations to make changes for the better and in helping consumers choose better alternatives than those companies that oppose our values. So, Bryant, that's a long list. And uh, not only your bio, but what, you know, Second Vote does. So um, tell us a little bit more in detail of exactly what you guys do, how the, you're putting up the good fight. And um, again, thank you for, for taking the time. I know your time is valuable and uh, we appreciate you being here. Well, I appreciate being here. And and uh, thanks for that, that intro. I will tell you a little bit about Second Vote. So we've been around just over 11 years now. Um, we started because uh, our founder, Dr. David Black, realized uh, some of the contributions he was making to nonprofit organizations were being funneled into groups like Planned Parenthood, obviously something that we're opposed to. Uh, so uh, the sanctity of life became our primary issue back when we were first founded. And we've grown since then to now address six separate Judeo-Christian and American values. The first one is the sanctity of life. The second one is what we call basic freedoms. It's written around the First Amendment, uh, but it covers a little bit more than that. And I can go into some depth on that. Uh, and then the third one is the Second Amendment. We are advocates of the Second Amendment and, and of uh, civilians being able to own whatever, own and bear whatever weapons they choose. Uh, the third one, the fourth one is, what is the fourth one? Uh, <laughs> civil Safe Society. Uh, civil Safe Society is, is what we, the label we have for uh, the uh, support of organizations and efforts that promote military, law enforcement, and border protection. We're advocates of, of protecting the, the sovereignty of the United States. Uh, and then fifth is education. And it's not just general education. We support conservative and uh, and uh, advanced education, helping develop the next generation. And also, especially in there, I would say, uh, parents' choice in how their kids are uh, taught. And then finally, the last one is environment. And that's really about environmental stewardship and being doing a better job of how we care for our environment. It's not about alarmism or extremism which we see on the left. So that's the six issues that we have at Second Vote. Okay. What we do with those six issues, we study the philanthropy, the advocacy, and the policies that corporations uh, use in their operations. Uh, notice I didn't say we score um, uh, products or services. We look at what their operations are around those six issues, and we score uh, things like the contributions that they make, uh, we score their their stated policies, whether they're public or internal. We get some information from from various sources, um, and then uh, the executive positions on on these issues. We take every one of those actions, and uh, something that we do is really unique from other groups that are scoring how corporations are behaving. Is we have a, a well defined methodology uh, based on uh, we've we've been developing over the years, but uh, based on some of the forensic science that Dr. Black uh, worked with all the way forward to some of the intelligence uh, work that I've done in the past. So we we use a, a very specific scoring method that uh, identifies every action that a corporation takes and that applies an algorithm to that. And I, I we don't share our algorithm, but all of the elements, all the criteria that we use in that scoring is published on our website at secondvote.com. Wow. Uh, so as we identify the issues, we produce a score on each of the six issues. And then we use what we call a weighted geometric mean uh, to provide a composite score on the companies. So when you look at, at a company on second vote, you you can see what their overall score is. And then if you if you uh, uh, subscribe, you can get in and see their issues on the scores and even see the research that, that helped us get to those scores. So in that 
in the 11 years we've been around, uh, we've been uh, helping, uh, I would say, with three different areas. We've been helping consumers make better choices. We don't boycott. We don't suggest boycott. We help consumers move to where they can make better choices. Uh, we've been helping investors make better choices with where they uh, invest their money. And we've been helping philanthropists and uh, and average Americans contribute to better causes that support their values better. So that's a little bit about what Second Vote's doing. So you went into the scale. Let's get into the scale. I think it's from zero to five. You may want to correct me if I'm wrong. Zero being it's one to five. A one to five. Okay. So one to five, one being on the lowest end of the totem pole, so to speak. That's the most liberal of a company as all the way up. Three is neutral, if I'm correct. And then five is all the way towards the right side of conservatism. So get into a little bit how you can, let's, I'll I'll throw out a company, just Target, because I know we like to bring that as our, you know, example every time I go into Target, I buy something. I didn't know these, these things until you brought this to my attention. Like every dollar I go and spend in Target, a portion of it will go fund towards this woke ideology that's going on. So you guys go in and you look at all the data and you compile a score. So give me an example how you how you got the target and rated where they're at because I know and I want you to get into this that you guys ran uh, something that against target once they went towards more further to the left and you kind of made them change the ways of not, you know, the people did, but you gave the people the data. So I'd like to know a little bit more about that and how that using them as an example here. All right, so the target campaign is, is really interesting. In 2017, yeah, that's right, 2017, Target uh, made a corporate policy change and said that they would support transgenderism and allow men in their women's restrooms. They said they didn't care if if women and girls were already in there. It's okay. They think that that's inclusivity. I don't think I know a single woman or child that wants a man in the women's restroom. Uh, so uh, we we started the hashtag anything but Target. Um, uh, we, uh, shared that out. We promoted it right before, uh, Christmas shopping started, uh, and it, it took off. It went crazy. What we saw as a result of that is people not just sharing that information, but people, uh, choosing alternatives. The effect of that was it cost Target about a billion dollars in sales that year. A billion. And then it, a billion. A billion with a B. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get any money from that, but we promoted the effort. <laughs> uh, and then, and then it, it brought their their shares down. I don't remember the percent. It was over ten percent. It, it it had a significant effect on their shares. Um, and and we think that's a good sign of how Americans can make a difference in what corporations are doing. Now, uh, many of the targets now are allowed to make their own choices. The general manager is at a target is allowed to make their own choice, and we think that's great. Um, I know of uh, the, some of the targets around me. Uh, here in Nashville area, uh, have chosen to not allow those kind of policies in place. Uh, so we, we think that's a great thing that, that we can affect the way shoppers are doing, uh, behaving and the way corporations are behaving. Um, uh, and, and with Target, uh, I'll tell you, we, we do look at these public policies that, that we, that we find and everyone heard about that. It became a big, big thing. In fact, Fox News did a story on us when, when we published that. Um, but we also get into things that that not everybody can see. You know, like uh, every corporation, every for-profit corporation has to submit uh, to the IRS a what they call a Form 990. Uh, it's a it's a document that details every donation they made and also uh, what their executives were paid relative to that. Um, 
So we get to dig in and we see every donation made to any nonprofit organization in the United States. And sometimes a, a Form 990 can be a page long. Sometimes it can be 2,500 pages long. And so uh, the, the analysts on, on my team get to study those, figure out what goes where. And, and, you know, there are lots of corporations that make donations that we're fine with. We don't address, you know, donations to uh, help senior citizens, donations to help puppies. Those are great. We don't we don't get involved in those. Uh, we don't score them positive or negative. Okay. But you mentioned our, our scoring. We do have we do find that a lot of companies are truly neutral on all six issues. And we celebrate that. We think it's fantastic. Right now, I can tell you, I just did a check this morning of all the companies in our database, which is a significant representation of corporate America, right at 30% are completely neutral across the board on all six issues. We think that's great. That number has grown in the past year and a half from about 26% to 30%. And we're delighted to see that growth in companies focusing on their product or service and getting away from uh, focusing on politics and, and social issues. Uh, you know, if if the company's job, if what they're offering is a social issue, absolutely, they should be engaged. But otherwise, we encourage them to remain a little quieter. How many uh, companies have you guys scored up until now? Uh, well, what we have available to the public, or, or rather, yeah, to the public uh, uh, on our site is about 1,500, and then okay. about another 1,500 um, separate from that that we don't make available to the general public, only to some of our uh, corporate partners and clients. Okay. And how... Um, how long does it take you to gauge a company in terms of from start to finish? And, you know, how's that process go? That's a tough one. You know, Dr. Black asks me that regularly because there's an <laughs> expense related to that. Uh, so uh, a, a company that remains quiet on all the issues, we can finish the research on them uh, in uh, a few hours, honestly, oh. uh, because it takes two separate research analysts studying what they're doing. And, and when I say studying, we look at all of their federal documents that are available. We look at their, um, uh, in, that includes uh, the 990 from the IRS, the SEC 10K, if it's a publicly traded company, includes their annual reports, uh, their uh, their corporate website. And then there are about 25 other sites that we go to to look at what they're doing, uh, like affiliations with different groups. And then we also have some, uh, some uh, tools that we use, web crawlers and, and things like that, that Go out and search the web for anything relative to our issues and that company. So these, I'm assuming it's all public data. It's just out there that you just figured out a way to kind of speed up the system and gather the data based on your, you know, your expertise and analytics. Um, Most so. of it, I, I would say, uh, over 95 percent of it is public information. We do get some information from insiders uh, at times, and that's really helpful. I mean, is that a whistleblower? That. Pretty much. Yes. Really. Interesting. So you have somebody working in a company, sitting on a board somewhere, just hypothetically, they don't like what's going on, and they reach out. So, you know, I didn't discuss that with you in previous talks. How would a whistleblower it's come and let somebody know about they don't like what's going on in a company, especially now with all this ESG going on? Um, how would somebody on the inside want to reach out? Do they reach out to you? Is there special, you know, 800 number, tip line. I'm, I'm curious, it's a, it's a good point that you bring forward here. Right. Well, so I, I'll tell you, we actually just published an article the other day um, about what's happening in the railroad industry in America. Mm. It's profound and it's relevant to what's happening right now in, in because of uh, the effects on our environment and our, and our communities because of the way the railroad industry is going. 
uh, and if I can talk about that for just a second, absolutely. Uh, what we're seeing is uh, there are uh, seven major class one uh, industrial railroad companies in North America. Two of them are actually Canadian, but they're in North America and they, they go across the lens. Um, all seven of these companies have adopted ESG plans and are pushing it to everybody that they work with. And what we're seeing is that ESG is actually the opposite of what they claim it to be. They say it's about uh, supporting environment, uh, social and governance. But what it's really about is collecting carbon tax dollars and forcing a certain number of blue-haired people into the boardroom um, and, and insisting that executives don't receive uh, ample comp compensation for their work. Uh, it's contrary to, to the benefit of the corporation, the benefit of the corporation's consumers, and the benefit of the corporation's uh, investors. I would call that a fiduciary conflict of interest. So I think we've had this conversation before. Railroad industry. We know what's going on in the railroad industry, but let's say small mom and pop railroad guy wants to start a big corporation because they are going through this social governance. They can go and get grants or money, and basically the government will help them push them ahead of the main main guy. And you can go a little bit more in detail about that because we've had that conversation before. So explain that so people don't realize really what's going on with the federal government here as I put my tin hat on, which I, I know I'm not supposed to do, but. I don't think you need a tin hat for that. I mean, we've got uh, so many three-letter agencies out there pushing these plans that ha they have no duty or, or accountability there, no authority to act on these things, but they're forcing corporations to make changes that they shouldn't be doing. And so we do see uh, frequently, not just in the railroad industry, but in every industry, okay. companies that are not uh, playing the the ESG game and other games like that, uh, suddenly losing some of the uh, uh, government support and even uh, their ability to engage with government contracts. Uh, and then other companies that uh, don't have anything to do with actually being a vi viable competitor receiving government grants and uh, other stipends that from our tax dollars uh, that give them the ability to compete because of their social position. And I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I remember I'm young enough, uh, old enough to remember <laughs> when uh, when we were supposed to be judged by the content of our character and our performance capability. Uh, so this is really going backwards. And we are seeing companies that are at risk of, of losing their profitability and their ability to function because they're not willing to play these games. And we we support those companies. We say, focus on what you do. Keep doing good and fight the good fight. Uh, how, we are, how, we do are, you, how do you prioritize then as, as you know the president for second vote? How do you prioritize all these things that are coming at you? You know, in terms of first growing the company, of course, you're, you're a nonprofit, um, correct? Well, we have a, we, we have, uh, I'd say three arms. I'll speak about two of them. Okay. Uh, we have a nonprofit 501c3, and that is our consumer advocacy group. Uh, that's where consumers can come and find out all about what we're doing. Uh, Second Vote Analytics is where where I run the company. So uh, we are a for-profit company. Okay. We analyze what corporations are doing. We do the research. We do the analysis. We do the uh, all the calculations. And we advise companies, different corporations, on how to better align with their values, whether it's dealing with their corporate policies, their vendors, their partners, their advocacies, even their executives. So we, we help companies align better with their values in terms of conservative values and interests. And in fact, I told you about our six values. 
there are some companies that come to us and say, uh, hey, I'm interested in this value. It's not in your list. Can you help me assess how we're doing there? And we do that. As long, we'll do it as long as it doesn't conflict with our conservative values and interests. Your um, website that you have right now, so people go on and they can kind of read about comments that people go on there as well. So I know that you give access, I believe, to CEOs' emails. So if somebody says, oh, I, I think you guys are doing some wrong, you have access to for the consumer to communicate with the CEO or some higher up in a company. Why don't you give a little background about that and how that really can make a change by a consumer such as myself saying, hey, I don't like what you're doing at this company. I'm going to, who do I need to speak to and how do I make a change? And if that CEO is going, you know, doesn't want to cooperate, well, then you guys kind of, you know, get in there and say, hey, what's going on? And that's really how you're making changes too, is the way I'm looking at it. So give us a little background about something like that. So, right. Uh, anybody who comes to our site, when, once you uh, search for a company, uh, and click on that company, you can see the details around what they're doing. Uh, you have the option, and we encourage people to do this, whether it's a company that's scored very low and you want to tell them, hey, correct your ways, or a company that scores very high and you want to tell them, thanks for what you're doing. Right there on the, on every company's page on our site, you can send a message directly to the executives at that corporation. Um, and I'll tell you, this is really interesting. I get to see those messages. I get to see, as they pass through our servers, what people are saying to executives. And I see some people that I saw one the other day, somebody said something about, uh, and it was sent to Ford Motor Company, and something about, I've been driving a Ford for 30 years. I love my Ford, but I see where you're going and how you're falling away from all of our values and interests. I can't buy a Ford. Wow. And and I'm like, okay, I drive a Ford. I I, I love my Ford, but right. I couldn't buy a Ford today. I, I, I couldn't because of the way they're going. Um, actually, because of that message, I, I sent uh, that customer, uh, a, that visitor, a, a a bit of detail analysis on uh, all of the pickup trucks that they might be looking at uh, and wh how each one of those companies score. And uh, I, I think that gave that that consumer a better idea of how they can shop their values. Our, but yeah, um, we encourage people to contact executives all the time. So based on that, then somebody goes in and and an executive says, oh, I made a mistake. And then they're still scaled. So how do you re go back and rescale them based on that? So right. let go into that as well. All right. So uh, I'll tell you, give an example of when that happened. Um, we, when we finished scoring a company, we send them a letter that says, hey, this is what we found. This is how we scored you. And this is where it's published. So you can see it and know where, where people are referencing second vote. Um, and, and please correct us where we're wrong. Uh, we we uh, we do occasionally hear back from companies, and I'll, I'll tell you an example of of Macy's. When we we when we published Macy's score, this is a, a few years ago, but um, uh, we showed that they were directly funding Planned Parenthood with their uh, discretionary dollars. Um, wow! And we we got contacted by Macy's, and we were told uh, that's not true. We don't do that. Well, we showed them the receipts. We were able to prove to them that. At the regional and store levels, some of their management team were contributing to Planned Parenthood, which is obviously a problem for us and a problem for the next generation. Um, so they said, well, we didn't realize that. We're going to go correct that. They corrected it. They eliminated the ability of their anyone to contribute to Planned Parenthood. Um, and then we rescored them based on the feedback that they gave us. Uh, on, on another hand, we had another company that, that came to us and said, hey, 
we disagree with the way you scored us on education. This was um, Lincoln Electric. Uh, they make welding supplies and, and welding machines. They also do a ton of training. They said, we disagree with how you scored us on education. We have the largest welding education program in the world. and It's one of the best. Um, uh, and we said, that's great. Appreciate what you're doing. We're not scoring on your product or service. We're scoring on your advocacy policies and, uh, and, and philanthropy on this issue. And on the criteria that we're scoring, we didn't see anything that pushed you above the score that we, we came, up, came up with. And they said, okay, you're right. We agree with that. Or actually, they didn't say we agree with that. We say, they said, we're okay with that. Uh, we're not going to change anything. And that's okay. Corporations don't have to change. You, you guys are making a difference. I mean, you're holding companies accountable. Um, and I think a lot of people in this country, the way the country is now, is losing a lot of faith. So I think from what you guys are doing at Second Vote, there is still some hope. So there is some accountability there. There is a watchdog. And I think you're not, you're, you're straightforward. You're not leaning, even though, you know, Second Vote is based on Judeo-Christian values. You're still, you know, allowing anybody to come in and, and look at what the data is. You're just giving data at this point. And so you're not, even though, you know, we, we know where we're all aligned, especially we know where both of us are aligned. But it's it's real data, and they can make a decision on it. They can't make the decision on what real numbers are, you know. Then right. and something, something, a couple of things I want to point out there. Um, one, uh, the Judeo-Christian values are, we believe, uh, I'll, I'll say, objectively correct. Okay. Um, uh, but subjective to the world, people can decide to believe the way we do or not. There are two thousand plus different Christian sects in the United States. That's okay. We are scoring companies on their doctrines we're scoring companies on their values so for example uh do you support um the traditional family that's that's a christian and judeo-christian value that we support so we're not we're not insisting that they adopt any kind of specific religious perspective we're just scoring them on on their values and then uh, i'll say this also uh, you mentioned uh, we're seeing how the world's going and it's not not attractive and 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 it challenges our hope I'll tell you, we are seeing, because of the way the left is exposing their ways, we're seeing more people become more awake, more people standing up for their values. And I would say right now is the best time, gosh, in in over 100 years for Americans to actually stand up and do what needs to be done. Uh, that doesn't mean uh, never going to a company that you that, uh, scores a, a low score. Uh, sometimes you have to. If you tell uh, a rural mom, hey, you can't shop at um, at Walmart because they score so low. What's that mom going to do when, when there's no other store around? Sometimes you've got to do that. I'll tell you, I've never refused to drive on a highway because of the tax dollars wasted on the construction companies. Um, I support construction companies. I support the roads that they're building. But we know that government is the least efficient way of getting that done. So we sometimes we have to use things that we don't love. Uh, to get our our mission done, but I think this is the best time for Americans to become more aware and more active. So, how how are you making a change? Let's say on conser on the conservative movement that we're seeing right now. Do you think, based on what you guys are doing, you're actually helping that conservative movement? Absolutely. Uh, we we're we're seeing more growth, more discussion, uh, more promotion of these values, and we're seeing people take more action. I mentioned early on, uh, earlier that the number of companies that score completely neutral on all six issues has grown 
four or five percent in the last 18 months. That's fantastic. The number of companies scoring uh, above neutral has also grown uh, from from 14 percent to 20 percent of our population. So we think this is a good sign that companies are shifting away from that. Now, having said that, I'll tell you 50 percent, right at 50 percent of companies in our database score below a three. That's not great. Um, it's hard to score above a three. You've got to actually be actively engaged. Companies that score just below a three, I think we can look at them and decide if, if we can work with that. Less than, it's actually right at 2% of companies in our database score a one, 1 1.0 across the board, which means that they are so violently, vehemently gross that they couldn't, they couldn't find a way to adopt a single American Judeo-Christian value. So if you have um, a company, let's say at the two level, do you reach out to these companies and say, hey, I think you guys can move up the scale, so to speak, by doing X, Y, and Z. Are you guys proactively doing that as well? We are. Really? Uh, and and, and mm. that's part of the service that we provide is helping companies better align with their values and better align with their consumers. I'll put it like that. Um, I, I mentioned the term fiduciary responsibility earlier. Right. Um, if a company is doing something that's chasing away their consumers, don't don't they have a duty to their owners or investors to better align with what consumers are looking for, not just their products or services, but in the way they function? So yeah, we we do approach companies and say, we can help you better align with your values. We can help you um, figure out what you're doing that might be offending either side of your audience. And honestly, going neutral on some of those things is great. I was just looking uh, a, a few minutes ago at uh, Caterpillar. Uh, we just just published Caterpillar's score, I think, uh, in the past couple of days. Okay. Uh, and they're in the two and a half range, which mm. isn't great. It isn't terrible. Um, but uh, th this is really strange. They're, they're a unique one. Uh, obviously, not everybody is going to go out and buy a Caterpillar tractor. They're, they're, they're expensive. Um, but there is a market for them, obviously. They're a growing company. What we see is four of our issues, they score a 4.99 or a 5 on. That's fantastic. Wow. And two of our issues, they score a 1.01 on. That's just strange that they have. It is strange. Fully the dichotomy between that is really strange. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But that tells us something about the company and the way the way they're being managed um, by their investors. And I, I've got, we, we were talking about ESG a minute ago. I've got to tell you that what we're seeing is the, the big players, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, uh, uh, others like that. They're buying up shares in these companies, and then they're applying the proxy vote of the, of the average shareholder that's quiet, uh, and they're pushing these corporations to adopt values that don't make any sense. And I do believe that is, my perspective is, that is a violation of the company's fiduciary responsibility. It, are, you it only, violates, are you only doing public companies at this point? No. When we do public companies, we also do uh, brands that are well-known most popular brands in America, we, we score them. Uh, we do add uh, other companies by request. Um, uh, anybody can request one uh, and, and those come in all the time. They do. Uh, those, that, was, that was my question. So the, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're not a subscriber or an investor, investor council member, uh, your request doesn't come to the top of the queue as fast. Understood. Uh, but obviously our subscribers, which come in at $50 a year or our investor council members that come in at $1,000 a year, uh, they they get uh, a faster request response. And then our corporate clients get the highest uh, response. Are you seeing right now, based on, again, going back to this parallel economy that I keep talking about, we've just saw 
you know, public square who we both know and, and work with just went public, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Omid Malik, who is his company came in and kind of merged or as far as I know. Um, so he's trying to counteract that ESG based on, you know, his, his doings, um, you know, for pro conservatism, I think. So are you seeing now this big shift that we really aren't in parallel economy at this point? Um, from what you're I, saying, I think we're shifting more and more to that, and that's a good thing. And and you mentioned Public Square; I think they're a great company. Uh, I know Michael Seifert; uh, I think he's a great guy. Um, and now they focus on the local business, and that's really something that we say all the time: is give local, uh, buy local, and and invest local. I think that's a, that's a great approach. And what uh, with Public Square, I won't speak about their their methodology too much, but I know that they address seven specific values. Uh, conservative values that, that you have to uh, ascribe to before you can be listed in their in their database. That's great. And we are seeing more organizations coming out like Public Square and, and like Second Vote, um, promoting conservative values and helping consumers and investors and philanthropists do a better job of aligning with our values. Um, and then there's there's other groups that are coming out uh, and helping, helping us uh, as voters better align with our values in terms of who we elect. So I think right now people are more aware more awake and and more action oriented in terms of supporting this parallel economy and and I would say even taking our economy back. I don't want to I don't want to walk away from our economy. I don't want to I don't want to say well that was that was a good try. I think we've got to take it back and you know uh, really like when I go all the way back to the Revolutionary War, it was three percent of Americans that that stood up for our values and and took the fight to the largest military on the planet at the time. This is not a, a suggestion of any of any action here, um, uh, but they were able to take uh, our values and and create this this great country. Uh, it doesn't take more than about three percent of consumers and voters and activists and philanthropists to get out and make a difference. And executives, I'll say, uh, and we do see executives taking a stance as well. I see that as well. So going back really quick to like Public Square with the smaller companies. So now I'm thinking as you're just speaking about that. So let's say mom and pop coffee shop wants to get a badge from second vote, so to speak of, you know, you know, authority, let's say shows them, Oh, how do smaller companies like, I know they can go to you, but is that something that you're maybe thinking? And I know the big companies are out there, but like of a smaller company, they're on public square and they want to say, Hey, look, I've gone through this. I'm even, you know, really from a scale of zero, one to five, I, you know, I'm in the three to five range. Don't you think right. that may be a, another key for a smaller mom and pop to get more you know, recognized based on something that you provide? Right. Uh, so right now there are about 65 million small businesses in America. Okay. We support small businesses. And by the way, those by and large lean right. Um, that's an entrepreneur by definition is usually conservative. Um, uh, we What we find is most small companies uh, don't have the uh, uh, the forensic evidence that we need uh, to assess okay. where they stand. Now they can take a position, and we can support that position. Uh, but to do the research to validate a position is really it takes a lot of work. And I mentioned it's two uh, research analysts working uh, together to assess independently what they find, and then they come together. And a third research analyst comes in. Our, our director of research comes in and reviews the, those findings. Uh, combines them and produces a, a research document that we then publish the data from. Um, the cost of doing that is profound. Um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, we're we're not yet profitable. We're a for-profit company, but we're not pro- profitable yet uh, because of the cost it takes to to do all of this research. Um, we just launched uh, Second Vote Analytics from Second Vote, uh, the nonprofit, last July, and we're growing. We're getting there, but we've got a ways to go. Um, so, in terms of assessing what small businesses are doing, um, there there are some better known small and medium businesses that people have put in our request queue. And we will research them and we will score them. We'll publish them. Uh, but it's there's a lot of work that goes into it. And um, some, sometimes the cost just doesn't make sense for us to go out and do that. Now, we're getting to the point where we're, we're creating some automation in our system. I've had a lot of work in, in the automation space and augmented right. intelligence. Uh, so uh, we're, we're getting to the point where we'll be able to assess more companies faster. And when we get to that point, we'll then be able to grow exponentially in terms of assessing those small businesses. But I'd still say that the complexity of finding what their positions are is really, really the, the tough part for us. Interesting. So Brian, tell us about how, you know, people can find Second Vote and, you know, do we subscribe? How does it work to to get part of your, uh, your you know, your organization at this point? All right. I appreciate that. Uh, so Second Vote, uh, it, we've got uh, secondvote.com. That's 2ndvote.com. Uh, we, we see tons of traffic there. You can also find us uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, all of the all of the major networks, including the conservative ones. Um, uh, and uh, you, once you visit our site, you can subscribe. Uh, you can come in as a visitor and you can see the composite score, which okay. is the average score for a company across our six issues. And if you subscribe, which we really need subscribers, we, we, that will help us grow exponentially and allow us to score more companies. Okay. Uh, uh, once you subscribe at $50 a year, you can see all the details on what these companies are doing. And then we have some people that come in and become investor council members. There's a lot of extra perks that come with that, including coming to the top of the list when you, when you request a company's research. Um, uh, and, uh, and those those different subscription levels allow us to provide the services that we do. Um, uh, and we, we encourage people to come to us. And when you, when you see us on social media, follow us, like and share, and, and that helps us grow helps people see more about what we're doing. So Instagram, LinkedIn, um, which I know you're on. And um, of course the website. So give me the website one more time. 2nd.com, second vote. Okay. And one last thing before we go, um, is there any special offers that um, that second vote can offer people that come to uh, to this you know podcast and whatnot and to my platform to get a discount to uh, go on to second vote? Absolutely. When you're subscribing, if you'll enter the discount code Find Freedom, we'll give you 20% off, and uh, that will help us uh, get where we need to be a little bit faster. And we'll wow. be able to tell uh, who's who's coming from from uh, Find Freedom. We we appreciate that. Um, that's that's awesome. So guys, guys, again, 20% discount from Bryant, and um, just you know put in the promo code Find Freedom and uh, take advantage of it. And again, thanks so much. And um, you know. We will uh, we'll talk. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian.